Welcome back to week 41 of Weekly Finds. As always, I distill the most important content and the best content that I found that week and extract the key lesson for you so you don't have to dig through the internet and find the good stuff. As you know, TechBound members get a full email with a um, description of that content, of course, the links and much more in their inbox every Wednesday morning. So head over to kevin-inlink.com slash tech-bound or just search for Tech Bound on Google and sign up for the paid membership. This week, we got content about Google removing some of the terms from Google Ads. We have a piece of content about maximizing the returns from people also asked boxes, the long-term shared hosting experiment, the resurgence of email, and a statement about what is happening to our economy and the digital economy, especially due to COVID. Let's jump in. One. The first piece of content is analysis by Seer that relates to Google suddenly removing a lot of the reported keywords in Google Ads starting in September. And what they officially said is that the search terms report only includes terms that a significant amount of users searched for even if a term received a click. So what that means in very plain terms is that Google gives us less keyword data in Google Ads, even though we pay for that. Uh, it's a pretty tricky problem because you will not be able to trace your money as well, and you might not understand which campaigns work really well and what the results they're yielding. So the key lesson here for me is that Seer found that 28% of search terms are now hidden, and that's pretty audacious. And uh, as a result, to me, PPC does not only become less efficient in a way, but also becomes less efficient as an SEO testing tool. Two. Our second piece of content of the week is a bigger study from SEMrush in which they analyzed 1 million keywords and looked at people also asked boxes. What they found is that PAAs, as I call them, appear for about 50% of all queries that they looked at and 86% of the time when the query was phrased as a question. PAA boxes are six times more likely to appear than a featured snippet. 58% of them appear right after the first organic results, and 79% of them contain paragraphs. The key lesson for me here is that 74% of sites ranking in PAAs were not ranking on the first page. And that's pretty interesting because that must mean that Google uses different signals to evaluate when a site qualifies to rank in a PAA compared to, say, a featured snippet. I also found very interesting that PAAs contain paragraphs of usually 41 words on average um, and up to 130 words max. So that really helps me to structure content accordingly uh, in order to maximize my chances to rank in a PAA. Three. Number three is a really cool SEO experiment from the folks of Reboot, and it's called the Long-Term Shared Hosting Experiment. I need to explain a little bit, so bear with me. So generally, when it comes to hosting, you can either have a shared hosting or dedicated hosting experience. Shared hosting means that your site will be hosted on the same IP as other sites, and a dedicated server means that you have your own IP and you don't share it with anyone. Now, as you can think, when you share your IP with other sites, there is a chance that some of these sites might be spammy and that Google 
considers the IP that also accounts for your site to be spammy as well. And we call this bad neighborhood hosting. Now, most people don't pay enough attention to it, but the folks from Reboot started an experiment um, based on 20 clean domains where they parked 10 domains on a dedicated server or different dedicated servers, better said, and 10 domains on shared servers with spammy sites. So what they did is they specifically scanned the DNSA records of those shared servers and looked for spammy sites uh, with the help of Ahrefs and Majestics. And then they normalized the results for factors like speed, design, and content. You know, they want to make sure that um, no other factors would distort the experiment. So it was very well set up. I'm a big fan of the methodology. And the key lesson for me is that, as you can think, sites that are hosted on shared servers rank worse than those on dedicated servers. Now, the impact wasn't super significant, but it was somewhat noticeable. Four. Our fourth piece of content of the week is called The Resurgence and Importance of Email Newsletters and a Collaboration Study of Reuters Institute and the Oxford University. I'm very bullish on email and found some of these stats very, very interesting. So one example is that email usage varies across countries. In Belgium, for example, 28% of readers consume news via email. In the UK, it's only 9%. Email is an interesting format because subscribers use it to escape the information flood on the internet. And that's why, for example, a lot of the readers or subscribers of um, email newsletters and paid newsletters are above the age of 35. Email is also a really great retention channel because it builds a lot of loyalty and because you can address the receiver in a very intimate and private channel. So the key lesson for me is actually a quote that this study has, which is once a series of automated links, the most successful emails are treated as an editorial product hosted by a senior journalist who brings an informational tone and personal touch, which has often been lacking in digital media. And so as you can read between the lines, the point here is that personality and the person sending the email newsletter itself plays a bigger role in the success of that channel. Five. And then lastly, there is a really nice interview with Ben Evans, who is a former partner at A16Z and always brings really cool macro perspectives to the table. In this interview, he speaks, of course, about the impact of COVID on startups. And he mentions a couple of really cool points. One of them is that unbundling happens at a faster rate. And he mentions the example of TransferWise, which unbundles international money wiring. And because they're so focused on the aspect of specifically international money wiring, they are a much better alternative to banks that have to provide lots of different services. The second trend he mentions is that everything and everybody is now forced to do everything online. So figuring that out is not as straightforward in some sectors. And then the third interesting point that he makes is that we don't yet know what the new normal will look like. We're going through these multiple stages in COVID and lockdown. The first one being a big uncertainty, the second one having a somewhat rough idea of what will happen, and then the third one kind of designing and creating the new normal. So I found that very interesting. And the key lesson for me here is that COVID 
is a moment of realization that accelerates many trends instead of changing them. So we often say that you know some industries and sectors are being kicked 10 years into the future now, and we need to figure out how to navigate that and how to react to that in the right way. As always, team, thank you very much for tuning in. It's always a great pleasure to put this together. It's lots of fun for me, and I see in the statistics that you enjoy that as well. I'll hear you next week.